Welcome to CRE Success, the podcast. Check us out online at cresuccess.co forward slash podcast. And now here's your host, Darren Krakowiak. If you don't think that you need any help, then I think that this episode could help you. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the show. My name is Darren Prokoviak and I help commercial real estate professionals save time, earn more and be top performers in their market. I want to start today's show by saying thank you. I released episode 68 two or three episodes ago and it was our most downloaded episode in a long time. And I think the reason for that was because people shared the content, obviously It resonated. We were talking about reflecting on what's occurred over the past two years, setting some intentions both personally and professionally for the coming year, and then what it is that you need to start, stop, do more of, and do less of in order to achieve those goals. And it helps me spread the word about this content when existing listeners do share it with other people. So if you did that, I want to say thank you. And if you haven't yet shared CRE Success, the podcast with people you know who work in commercial real estate, then I invite you to hit that share button wherever it is that you are watching or listening to the show and send it to a couple of people who you think may benefit from it because there is not an abundance of professional development resources available for free for people who work in commercial real estate. And the reason why I produce this show every week is to provide something to the industry that I believe is lacking. So if you enjoy the show and you enjoy the content, then I appreciate it if you can share it with people to spread the word and to get even more people benefiting from uh, what it is that we're doing here each and every week. So this week is the week that the Australian Open 2022 is underway. And uh, I'm here in Melbourne and the Australian Open has been here all my life. And it's a big deal here in Melbourne. And I think it's been a bigger deal than usual because there's been a lot of drama around the event. But I think tennis always attracts a lot of drama because it seems to attract a lot of colourful personalities who play. And I guess that's partly because it's a it's a high-intensity sport. It's a very individual sport. There's a lot of spotlight on the players. They live, I guess, glamorous lifestyles, travelling around the world. The good ones or the particularly entertaining ones do attract some very nice appearance fees and sponsorship endorsements and, and all the rest of it. And I was thinking about some of the players that people – love to love, like your Federer's, the players that people love to hate, like Igdokovic, and then the players that I think people hate to love, like your Nick Kyrgios. And Nick Kyrgios, if you're not from Australia, you may know him if you're fellow tennis. He's reached a couple of quarterfinals. He's somebody, I think, who loves... He loves being himself, would be the way I would put it, right? He's a party animal off the court. He certainly loves to argue the toss with the umpires on the court. He's somebody who says that he's not really that passionate about tennis as a sport. He's got exceptional exceptional natural ability, but perhaps his passion lies elsewhere, but he's got such great ability that he's pursued this career in tennis, and he's done all of it without a coach. And I think that 
Most people who follow tennis would agree that Nick Kyrgios potentially is somebody who hasn't reached his full potential because given that he's gotten as far as he has without a coach, the question has to be asked, well, how far could he get if he could harness all of that energy and emotion and passion that he has for life and for being competitive and for uh, arguing and, and all the rest of it? If he could channel that into his performance as a tennis player, then I think that he'd likely have be going and or have gone even further than he already has. And I was thinking about why it is that somebody like Nick Kyrgios doesn't have a coach. And I found a quote from him, which I thought, even though sometimes I think when he is on court and he is going off at the umpire or he's getting distracted, he does some, does sometimes lack self-discipline and lacks a bit of self-awareness. This comment that he made really showed a good level of self-awareness. And when he was talking about why he didn't have a coach, he said, well, I just don't like to listen to advice. And that got me thinking about why it is that some people who work in commercial real estate don't want to get help, why they don't want to expose themselves to new ideas, why they think that everything is fine when perhaps there is some evidence to the contrary that maybe they don't want to look at. Because a lot of the time people do say that I don't need any help. I'm doing just fine. I know what I'm doing. So today's episode is about helping you identify why it is that you may not be exposing yourself to all the help, all the support, all the ideas that you potentially need that can help you unlock your full potential. And I think that when you close yourself off from new ideas, you are essentially adopting a fixed mindset. Because if you had a growth mindset, you would be open to new ideas, to the potential that there is something that could help you improve your performance. So one thing to just think about, I, I know people who are doing well think of themselves as having a growth mindset, but if you take the attitude that you're already doing well enough, then that is, in my opinion, a fixed mindset because you're closing yourself off from the potential to improve even more. I think sometimes there is a bit of arrogance from people, right? They believe that they don't need any help. And that could be because maybe they're overestimating their performance. So it's a bit of a lack of self-awareness. Or it could be because they're underestimating their potential. They could be doing even better if perhaps they just gave themselves a little bit more credit and gave themselves the chance to be doing a little bit more better. I think sometimes people just want to make excuses. They don't want to push themselves. They may be worried about failing. They want to stay within their comfort zone, which keeps them safe. Maybe some people are a little bit scared of what they might learn, whether it's what they'll learn about themselves or things that they'll learn that they didn't know that perhaps will help make them feel a little bit exposed or maybe feel a little bit silly for not having known something that perhaps they should have known. So if you feel that you don't need any help, if you feel like you're doing good enough, I think the question to ask yourself is, and I always get curious about when people give me an objection, well, I like to think, well, what is the real reason for that objection? Is it what they're telling me or is there another belief or another reason that perhaps they're not sharing? And I think if you don't want to expose yourself to new ideas, to get more help, to potentially invest in yourself and your own potential, then what's the real reason for that? Is it one of the things possibly that I've just 
mentioned. And if it is one of those things, what does it say about you or about your potential to improve? Because if your business isn't going exactly how you would like it to be in every single way, then perhaps there's something that you could learn which could help you get it closer to where it is that you want it to be. I think there is always some potential for improvement. And I think the more that I learn, the more I realize that there's always more to learn, right? So if you're a leader in commercial real estate, I just want to put a couple of things to you. One is that if you believe that you yourself can provide all of the the training, the motivation, the content that everyone in your team needs, then I'm not saying that you are providing poor content. Your content could be really good quality. And I'm not saying that there's an issue with the attitude of your team to learn because they may be quite open to learning and growth. But the ability of people to learn is based on how much the content resonates with them a lot of the time. And some different people need different types of material. So if you're the leader of business and you want to create the environment where everyone can succeed, then I think it's incumbent on you to provide a range of different content sources and materials which can speak to each individual because not every single person is going to respond to the same content in the same way. And when you provide people with different voices, different ideas, new approaches, then it's more likely that you're not going to leave latent potential that's sitting dormant inside your team. You're likely to unlock that capability when there is, when there is more ideas and knowledge rolling around in that team. Now, if you're not a leader, well, one thing I would encourage you to do is to not just rely on what it is that you're currently being provided with. So if you work for a company, the company is probably providing, whether it's just through your manager or through your leader, or whether it's through some more structured learning and development, there is probably some resources that you're getting, which can help you learn and grow. And that's great. But just remember that what you're being provided with is what it is that somebody else thinks that you need and want in order to succeed. It's not necessarily based on your individual preferences and your aspirations. So I would encourage you to open yourself up to new ideas and possibilities by seeking a wide range of views. And the fact that you're consuming this content means that you're open to new ideas and to learning and growth, but I encourage you to keep going and to find even more ideas because I'm certainly not the person who has all the answers. And I know the more that I, the one thing that I do know is that I don't know everything, right? And I think when you approach learning opportunities with this perspective of, I've got a lot to learn, then you increase the likelihood that you will grow and improve and get closer to achieving your full potential. So I set up CRE Success in 2020 because I saw that there was a lack of content provided to people in this industry. And I launched CRE Success membership in the same year to provide commercial real estate professionals with support through monthly Zoom sessions where we deliver a workshop with weekly content that I uh, send to members and also that I contribute to our online community, which is filled with 
professionals who are like-minded and who all want to support each other's learning and growth. If you'd like to be a part of that community, I want to invite you to go to cresuccess.co forward slash membership. That's where you can sign up to be notified about when we're going to do our next cohort, our next intake of new members. And we are going to do a, a sneaky little intake very, very soon. That's not going to be kind of like a big promotion. It's more of a a little open shut for a very short period of time. So this is a little window of opportunity you have uh, because we do keep the doors closed all throughout the year. We generally open twice a year. So if that's something that you think you could benefit from, if you want to expose yourself to even more resources to be surrounded by people who also want to learn and grow, CREsuccess.co forward slash membership, register your interest, and I'll have some more to share with you about that soon. I really do appreciate you listening. Thanks so much for being there, and I will speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to CRE Success, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. For more information about the show, just check the show notes on your podcast app or visit us online at CREsuccess.co.